Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We. <laughs> Please start with we. Please start with we. Welcome to the Behind the Racket Pod, the podcast taking you behind the racket with today's top tennis players and biggest issues facing the sport. Behind the Racket is a community to give fans and players in the world of tennis the opportunity to open up like they have never done before. Visit BehindTheRacket.com for the latest stories, merch, as well as direct links to all of the latest podcasts. It can also be found on iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at MikeCTennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. Special thanks to my sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. You can also help support the podcast by visiting Patreon.com slash BehindTheRacketPod and receive rewards from our travels around the world. And now. Joined in his bunker in Long Island, uh, where he is looking extraordinarily fit, and I, on the other hand, am, uh, I, I've got the, what are they calling it, the Corona 15? Um, I've got the Corona 15 going on. Noah does not, uh, but Noah, it is uh, very good to see you as we record this on a Tuesday evening. Mm-hmm. Um, you you seem like you're in, uh, like I, I just gather from you in the three minutes that we've talked before we started recording here that you are uh, both kind of giddy at times and also in some pretty dark places. And <laughs> is, is that is that accurate? I wouldn't say dark yet. I haven't. I don't think I've reached that point. I would have to say that you know the first. I guess we're coming up at about four weeks. I've been home. Um, have been pretty jam packed. Interview after interview, whether it's for behind the racket or myself, whatever it is, and not a moment's rest, which has been pretty good for me. It's kind of taken my mind off a lot of the things, like cabin fever, which. Mm. over this weekend is something I've become acquainted with a little bit more. And, yeah. you know, especially, and it was funny, I did a uh, Instagram live, which I don't know if you had the pleasure of taking part in for a brief second. I watched um, for a little bit. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I spoke to people in, in faraway lands such as a Miami of sorts. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't, we're, we're not going to be able to do this podcast like this. <laughs> <laughs> go on and uh and i asked them about you know is it tough to have like perfect weather and 
you know, because in New York, yeah, we have some good days here and there, but for the most part, it still have we haven't had that like consistent temperatures where you know you want to go yeah, outside sure. and you want to do stuff. So you know, but the past couple of days have been nice, and I've you know, you know, instead of seven hours of work, I had two hours, and that's you know, or three hours, and that cuts into half where I'm just now playing Xbox and wondering what I should be doing, um, and with my anxiety at an all-time high, which I just read an article, which we'll go into. But with my anxiety, I'm like, yeah, God, I got to get outside. I got to do something. What's happening? And then their giddiness comes in, and that's what we just saw from you as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I, f- I found myself going into a, a bit of a darker, darker place at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for me, my, my mental health issues, and we've talked about it, depression has, has always been a part of my life. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I found myself, um, and I know there are people who are who do listen to our podcast, to whom I, this this is true. I, I find myself going into a shell. Mm-hmm. I don't respond to texts at times, and then I just feel guilty about it, and it's the shaming of oh, I should have responded to that, and, and and things like that. And there are people who I like, I respect, I care about, who I haven't responded to, and I I feel guilty about it. Um, but I, I can't bring myself to do it. Are you and feeling I, I, like that's... why is, you know, what is the worth of everything? Like, why should I be doing this during yeah, this kind of time? There's a little bit of, of that. It's, but it's, it's, um, yeah, it, it is. But just the, the shame spiral that you kind of get into when you're in darker, depressive modes of just like, I'm not worthy of this person's attention. I, I, I don't even have the energy to, to really get into a good, debate or good positive talk about something and it's 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 hard um and that's it's scary and i i know i'm not alone in those things um in in those types of mental health battles but yeah i mean i know you go for I just, runs and walks and yeah. stuff like that have you been going outside you know have you oh been? yeah i mean listen, because for we me have a, we yeah have a, we have a bug zoo noah at our house <laughs> i'm aware um, of this yes yeah so we i mean we have to go outside every day to replenish the bugs mm-hmm um so yeah we're outside a lot yeah that makes sense i'm sure they don't last too long inside the mication residence they're only allowed four days inside the house and then you let them be free then we re- re-release yes ah, look at you you're basically an ecosystem <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean like i feel that i know that a workout or getting outside may be helpful for my mental health and i can't get myself yes. at times to do that even get off the couch. So that's where I find it's between that and also why am I working so hard on X, Y, and Z when like, why, what does that mean? What is it? Am I helping the world with this? Is this going to be beneficial when, you know, sometimes when I'm more rational, I'm like, hopefully this will all settle down and we'll move past this, whether it's in six months or a year from now or two months from now. But then I'm also like, do I work on a clothing line when there's, you know, we just hit the new record for, a deaths in a day in New York. Like uh, that's what I've been having an issue with right now. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I haven't mentioned it on the podcast. I'm streaming my poker now. Uh, I appreciate your subscription to give me an extra like $2. Of course. Um, that, that is actually helpful nowadays. Um, which reminds me, I need to get our Patreon list here up so I can read some of those names, but, um, I'm trying to find outlets. Um, to to get out some of my my shit man <laughs> it's just 
I miss, I, I think a lot of it just comes down to very simply, Noah, uh, I miss human adult interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am grateful and thankful for the interactions I have right now with my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is literally the, the, the one person, her, her new husband, that's, that's who I'm having adult interactions with right now. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that. We, we spent some time together on Easter morning with our daughter. Silver linings. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's such a, um, I'm trying, you know, yeah. I think, and I think that's the thing is, uh, I, I think a lot of people can say that too. We're, we're all trying, we're all doing the best that we possibly can. You just, you wonder how long society can keep at it like this. Cause obviously, yes. you know, yeah. you're not alone in these feelings. How long can we be, you know, hunkered down and, and, you know, suppressing basically all emotions and human contact you know how yeah. long does it take until we say screw it i'm just gonna go to the beach you know and, yep. and that's where oh yeah you know that's where you know a lot of the beaches here are closed or boardwalks and parks and i'm just like people are gonna start doing things we're not supposed to be doing so yeah it's gonna come pretty quick here i don't yeah. think there's any doubt about that so yeah i mean i've, I've learned a lot so i'm i'm you know kind of working closer and there's a lot of things in the works with Talkspace right now and mm. I've read some of their articles I'm working with a uh, basically a performance coach therapist as well myself just trying to hash out some things on my end and you know again you, you try to find as many silver linings as possible and it becomes very difficult but what can you use this time for that you've never had the opportunity to use this time for and that's something that you could say as many times as you want, but I think we have to harp on it, you know, as much as we can. You know, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that through Talkspace, I'm getting people the help needed and just to have some type of outlet to talk to. And whether it's just reading forums or being a part of a blog and just getting their emotions out there, I think, is something that people take for granted at times. And now I'm trying to at least spread the resources around because it's it's a scary place to be in, you know, when you know that or when you feel like there is just nothing out there that can help you, that that, that yeah. you're already thinking in your head before you do that. No way in the world that can make me feel better. Yeah. And and it's a struggle. Like for me, tennis is the outlet, you know, and for a lot of people, tennis is a tremendous outlet. Hasn't been a stressor at times, 100 percent. But in a time like this, you think about only the positives that you take out of the sport. You think about when, you know, I come off a winning match and you and I meet, you know, between matches, you know, after my match, but between matches for you, and we make a quick joke and laugh, and you're like, I gotta fucking run, I got 20 seconds, and right. like little things like that that you, you don't even know, you don't, you take for granted, but you don't even, you know, think about to any certain extent until you don't have it, and you're like, wow, like that, those are the times that I miss, like just little things like that, where you know, I'm sure you miss your ass hurting just a little bit, you know, sitting on that chair for 12 hours. No? That never goes away. My oh, ass okay. hurts a lot. Well, yeah, that's, you know, I guess that's the okay. 15 that we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, congratulations on your, I, I don't know what the right word is, uh, being named to the top 20 most influential. Was it influential? Is that the right? Inf- yeah, yeah. Influential people in the sport of tennis. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm actually on this podcast. I'm not going <laughs> to mock you for that because I... Uh, Listen, as I as I said on Twitter, I give you a lot of crap. I, I I don't always agree with you. I think you're insane a lot of the times, but I also know you care deeply, passionately about about trying to make things better here. And so I, I congratulations. 
No, I appreciate that. I mean, you know, it was one of those few things. And just like in tennis, we don't get many trophies. And, you know, you could say you don't care about it. You could say it means nothing. But, you know, when somebody, it could have been a fluke and a mistake. But even just to see that it was in the mix um, and not that I deserve it by any means to be on the list with some of those guys. But it's just, you know, it's just motivating. You know, there are, there are plenty of days where. I'm exhausted and I don't want to do six more hours to try to advance it. But I, I know in the end that, you know, a lot of behind the racket is helping people and I'm still getting emails every day and messages and countless messages saying this has inspired me to at least open up and start the conversation about mental health, which you and I both know, um, you know, we both had some instances and not to compare or, or anything, but we know how difficult it could be for people to deal with that on their own. So to at least get the conversation going a little bit more and, and try to spread the word and, and open up about mental health. And especially in the world of sports, it's been, you know, it's been waiting on me and, and something a lot of players I've dealt with. And now that it's at least spoken about a little bit more, it means the world to me. So yes, this is just a line in the sand and it's been, you know, it was great to see it. Um, but it motivates me to keep it going when I, and I am just tired, you know, you have those days. Talk more about your team concepts and your league concept here in just a second. Want to make sure we thank our Patreon sponsors. We have three new sponsors since uh, our last episode. Eric Jonsson. Uh, I know you've interacted with Mr. Jonsson on, on the Twitters. Um, yes. He's a feisty redhead. We've had some enjoyable conversations. Yeah, no, he's a he is a pretty thoughtful, uh, dedicated tennis fan. So, Eric, thank you very much for the support. Adam Bartell joining us on the Patreon.com slash Behind the Racket Pod. And Greg Bukowski, um, who became one of our $10 per month sponsors, and he had this question for us, um, and I got it, and I'm, I'm springing it on you right here. Please. So he says, maybe you can discuss this on an upcoming pod. What about forming a team within the tour? Like three or four guys come together, name your team a cool name, enter the same tournaments, create your own logo, sell it online. He, he says have some groupies, but for you that's obviously completely out of the concept. Split <laughs> the cost of the coach. <laughs> <laughs> split the cost of coach and physio. Split travel, hotel costs, coach. You root for each other. You pool the winnings and split it evenly. If guys lose, you stay at the tourney as long as one guy is still in it rooting and coaching him up. Something I got to give you credit, something I've never thought about before. There, I've thought about pieces of that, but not yeah. the whole idea that, you know, it's that team feeling in this individualized tennis world right now. And that's actually fairly interesting. I think there are definitely parts of that that can work. I've been approached by different pools as you can say that that work with other sports as well that you literally funnel x amount or all of your winnings into a pool and you guys all split it evenly um you know if you want the honest answer the first thing that comes to mind that could be the issue with this is that tennis players are narcissistic yes. and we have been looking out for ourselves since day one and even with me, who is, you know, we'll talk about this in a second, who is fighting for team leagues and, and fighting for this team atmosphere, when I am still playing in an individual sport and they can't help me necessarily right now. And let's say, and this is coming from someone that's been injured before, let's say somebody's injured, I'm paying their way. 
I'm not going to like it. I'm yeah. not going to like it. And, you know, because because I feel like in the world of tennis, there is not enough to go around kind of thing that, you know, if I have a good year, I want to keep that for myself because I know I've had bad years before. And, and I understand that it sounds incredible because I'm just continuing the snowball effect that we have. But to get somebody on board, I've tried. <laughs> I, I just, that's, it's going to be a tough one. I do love the idea of that whole travel aspect. And then, and I think there have been players that have done similar things to this. I think you've taken, this question has taken it to the next level with the idea of having kind of, maybe you have a patch or, you know, and all yes. this thing and you have that atmosphere, which, which, which could be cool. But again, you know, you could play each other twice in two weeks and then you play doubles, you know, against you. There are so many things that make it very tough for that to work out. But I think it's something that could be interesting. It really could. It really could. It could have a fun feel to it. Um, as we talk and just in the broader scale about your idea and where you're at and some of the meetings you've had lately about this idea of a new league. Um, are you, I assume you saw online, obviously the ATP and WTA coming together this past week to do some social media things, video things. You're, you're shaking your head at me, uh, already, but I, I'm, we're, I'm, I think we're starting to see more and more talk about the idea of there's, we might actually have some discussions about how to coordinate a little bit better, about things might be changing, not just, you know, me and you shit, you know, shooting the shit here, but people might actually be thinking about how, ways to change the sport for the better. Are you ga gathering that same idea or are you shaking at your head, uh, shaking your head at me saying no? No, no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm working tirelessly with many groups that, you know, right at this moment won't disclose people and things that we're doing, but to enable change. Um, and this is going to be a tough one. This is going to be a tough one, and I'm sure I'm going to get backlash for this, but I'm talking about it now because when have I ever stopped talking about things in my opinion? I've had a lot of issues with the player council right now, and I'm going to speak about the men's side for the time being. And okay. um, this is not to disrespect anybody who's a part of it. This is to solely say that they know everything I'm doing, and I'm using myself as an example in this case. They know what I'm doing. They know the work I'm putting in. Why is it that one, I, I'll go up to one person in the players council and they haven't heard about something. I asked another player council member to talk about for two weeks now Two, why am I not hearing about situations that are going on? Why is it that it seems like anybody outside, you know, it seems like almost all players, but specifically outside the top hundred don't have much detail about what's actually taking place right now in tennis. So I've been very disappointed with the communication. That's that's first and foremost. But, you know, that's for another day. And I'm sure I'm going to get backlash for that. But I stand by that. And I've been, you know, thoroughly disappointed. And you can say you're busy and stuff. But I see enough videos that tell me that, you know, I think, you know, especially me, I think I've built a platform that I deserve, you know, a, a two second, a two minute audio message telling me what you guys were talking about in the player council. Because they already know most of them at the players council know that I have a group chat of 120 players, most of them outside the top 100, that I can relay messages to them, that we can get the ball rolling. So that's just me venting to you and to whoever's okay. listening for two seconds. On the other hand, I am working with other people to try to create ways to, one, first help players right now financially. Um, as we know, the ATP 
don't really have money at disposal. They don't have kind of a relief fund, and that's due to the fact that tennis doesn't make enough money to protect players in a time like this. Understandable. So we've thought of a, of a few different ways. Um, yeah, I'm working, um, you know, basically with this guy, Morgan, who, uh, Manaham, who came up with the idea of taking a percentage of the ATP World Tour, where the players would give up a certain percentage, because that's one of the largest tournaments that is ATP run. That could help a lot of players out. Um, but we're coming up with a, a lot of different ideas. We're talking to a lot of tremendous sponsors, trying to give, trying to bring people into the same room. Um, again, I'm trying to be descriptive without giving away too much, but there is there is a lot in the mix. But at the same time, we found out through talking to lawyers and a lot of other people, it is going to be very, very difficult, nearly impossible to unionize. Why? We found out that within the bylaws and with everything, it is almost preventing us and the stuff we sign at the beginning of the year, it, you know, prevents us as well to come together and we're looking into other ways to come together under different flags if we can. But we're finding it that there are just too many moving parts with too many things that we agree to to play professional tennis that will prevent us from unionizing. Okay. I so Yes, I know a lot. And ex I, I explain this is what I've been dealing with. I mean this is and this it's tough to control it and, and, and organize it in my head. Um, okay, so y you signed something with the ATP that's... It doesn't say you can unionize. I mean, through... We've talked, we've spoken to a few lawyers. We have another one coming up. Just We're just trying to get as much information as possible. But it seems like we are basically signing something that says that the ATP is the... <laughs> I want. I want to articulate myself correctly so it you know i don't you know incriminate myself but it, it yeah. you know it, it's basically talking about how you know the atp is the one that you know are in control of us to a certain extent i mean there's a better way to say this and for sure. lack of a better words um but that's, they own you seems like that and it seems like you know they're not dumb it seems like this is you know whether it's thought out or not it seems like it's a happy coincidence and, and it can be very difficult i mean that's why i've i've looked towards other leagues because it seems like creating a new league would almost be easier than trying to unionize in our own that we would almost have to get which we're trying to get federations atp wta all these people in a room to say hey can we change what we have now to allow players to have somebody that speak on their behalf? That's what it would take. It would almost take the line in the sand from them to say, you know what? It may be ridiculous for us to be the ones that are the final voice for players. Maybe they do need their own voice. It would have to take them to make corrections within our current system. And that's that's what seems to be the difficulty. So it always comes down to getting everybody in the same room and agreeing upon something. Um, since we're not going to be getting into a room anytime soon, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, for more reasons than one, I suppose. Um, yes. What are you hearing from from the tour right now in terms of um, getting back and and playing? I you and I have both heard rumors about. Um, something happening in California with California players and some weird league or exhibitions. I, you know, John Millman uh, posted an interesting thought about, you know, kind of doing something locally within Australia to, 
if if Australia's at a good spot health-wise doing something there? What what are you hearing um, in that regard right now? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, not too much. I, I know that I've heard some rumors that it might be, I don't know, again, lack of a better word, illegal to have sporting events in 2021 with attendance. I heard this is a possibility. Um, I hadn't heard that one. Yeah, I've been seeing rumors about this floating around. Um, I think there's a lot of talks right now about I've I've been brought up a conversation about having matches behind closed doors for um, gamblers, you know, being bought and sold for gambling, you know, uh, like an MGM would buy it. And then you because people want to gamble on stuff right now and there's nothing. So there's a lot of things going around like right that, you know, and you don't really know what's true or not. I don't think we'll be playing tennis this year in the ATP or WTA. If there's something else along those lines in the world of tennis, it's possible. But there is no way that in, you know, four months from now, you're going to have 100,000 people walking the grounds of the U.S. Open. You know, that's just not going to happen. You know, I, I don't know how we can go about this right now and people are getting creative and like we just spoke about earlier in this podcast i think people are going to you know start losing it you know or here and there and say hey fuck it i'm just gonna do this and we're gonna put this together and people with money are gonna try to beat the system in one way or another and i think we're gonna start seeing that in the next month or two you know or you know trying to get together and and work in the gray area and get some type of sport going on um there's already been talks about it, so I, I don't know if it's even possible. But uh, yeah, that's where we're at right now. When's the last time you picked up a tennis racket? The Instagram video of me serving on the street. When's the last time you hit forehands? The last time I hit a forehand was uh, Steve Johnson's match in Indian Wells. It's fucking nuts, man. It's gonna take you let, like let's just say again, wave a magic wand, everything's back to normal tomorrow how long before you can play like play at a high level yep uh take me a minimum of two weeks to feel pretty decent minimum that's that's grinding every day so yeah i mean it's it's been difficult again i'm hoping we use this time to protect the players to see just you don't feel protected i i get the sense you don't feel even remotely protected no that's why i you know which we'll talk about you know we didn't get too much into it but i'm I'm talking to people in new league and and the group of guys that i'm talking to and working with right now that are deep in the tennis world we're talking to you know higher ups to one first and foremost protect the players right now and second you know enable them you know to try to help the sport of tennis in the long run and maybe create a competing league and and because right now it's embarrassing, and and if you think that things are just going to be the same when we re- when we return to tennis, you're wrong. You know it's either going to go up or it's going to go down. And right now, with the way tennis has been built, it is very easily going to crumble before our eyes. So, real quick, you mentioned you were uh, talking with someone named Morgan. Uh, yes. I know with in terms of trying to find some compensation for players. Um, I know that last week the ATP sent out an email saying watch out for somebody sending out an email. Is that the person involved? Um, we've he's started with a few ideas that we've been bouncing off each other that we've tried to get to the ATP. There's been 
less than ideal responses, but still the thought was there. And, um, but yeah, I mean, that email is not coming from directly from him. He's not part of the ATP, but we've worked highly to at least gather ideas and people to at least send out the messages to them. What do you, yes. What wow. Do you ask? Uh, because I just I saw obviously that the ATP comes out and says, hey, if there's somebody who's approaching you about other money, you know, money coming in, just be wary of that. Okay, and so I, that was one of the different groups, Aton and okay. Price. That was okay. a that was a group of businessmen and attorneys in France that came together to try to be a spokesperson while also getting money from the ATP. My thing is what I've always tried to do. People are always looking for money from the ATP and this and that. Like, you can't just go up to them and say, money, please. It just doesn't work. Unless you have a very clever route for them to go within, you know, the normal system right now, don't go up to them at all because then they're just going to say, yeah, we know you want money. Everybody wants money. We get that right now. So that's why we've looked, you know, besides having this idea of the ATP World Tour Finals, which takes the t- – well, not only is it an ATP-run tournament, it takes the top eight players that are, for the most part, financially sound. Yeah. So you take just, you know, let's say 30% of their money for that year, let them be charitable in a way and giving back to tennis at the same time. That could protect X amount of players and it could be very helpful for what has taken place. Have you talked to, has that come up directly with Novak, Fed, Nadal, Medvedev, who you just recently had him behind the racket? Um, so we again it's we've had responses from atp john wertheim put it out on sports illustrated um but again you know talking about the players council djokovic is on the player council and this is nothing against him but there's not a lot of communication there and i understand you're novak djokovic you have a lot on your plate but then don't go on the players council and that's a tough thing to say and if god forbid this ever gets to him sorry novak but that's just my feeling if you want to get on here and I'm sure he knows what I'm doing as well. And talk to the players council. Talk to me. There's enough, you know, you're not, I'm not asking you to go out to 150 players, but there's ways to spread the message and be a part of this, which, you know, I'm singling out him right now. But a lot of the other ones of the player council as well are not doing a very good job at it. And I understand it's tiring and exhausting and it's a lot of work. But I should be getting, you know, I, I put myself in a place where I should be getting voice messages once a week, once every two weeks from these guys saying, this is what we're working on. I mean, if you disagree, please let me, I, actually, I'm curious to hear what you have to say if this is an arrogant or entitled thing of mine, which it usually is. But I mean, I I think I, I, I've said, I, I think you guys need to be getting weekly updates right now. Um, from the ATP it doesn't necessarily be from the player council, but a, a, like a weekly, like actual update, not just, you know, we're po- postponed. Okay, but until then ATP X. says that's the player council job. Boom. What happens? Then somebody on the player council needs to step up and send those out. Okay. I mean, it's, I, I just find it, you know, this is your job. This is a time of need for us outside the top hundred and nobody knows what's happening. There's issues. So it just highlights everything that goes on in tennis that it is so tough to get everybody on the same page, everybody in the same room. We need a commissioner. We need fluid efforts amongst everybody or this will die out. These tournaments, challengers, 500s, 250s, it takes one sponsor to drop out for those tournaments not to be played. It will happen. You know, We're going to lose fans at a alarming rate faster than we've had in the past. And if we don't change... Tennis will die out. 
that is what's going to happen. So if the ATP doesn't see that and they're trying to be reactive and, and you know, have ATP and WTA, you know, Tennis United video podcast, like that's not going to be the game changer. That's not going to help. It's great. Love hearing from them. Great people, unbelievable athletes, cool insights. That's not what ATP and WTA should put their effort towards. We need to say, hey, this is the time to take a fucking chance right now and step up and see if we can really actually make this sport into something that fans want to see and something that you know brands want to get behind and something TV wants to watch. So if we don't take this chance now, I'm telling you, tennis is going to die out. On that happy note, um, I know you have something you have to get to here in the next couple of minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God, I'm so tired. I mean, I'm working so hard, both of us, and I'm, I'm telling you, I love this sport. I, I want to see it improve, and it's, it's not helping my mental well-being right now. Uh, it really isn't because it, it, it pains me to see uh, these people doing these things without any updates, and we're just in the dark here. But, yeah, so I have salmon that I'm going to cook in five minutes from now that I'm excited to eat. All right, Noah. Mike, I do miss you though, and I hope you're I okay. I miss you too. I yeah. hope you're okay. Yeah, but seriously, um, I think you know, I'm, there are going to be things I'm coming out with in the next week or so with Talkspace to try to have more opportunity for everybody in need, just to have an outlet to talk. Um, it's very important. I feel like it's something that's there's not enough out there. So working with them, keep your eye out. Please stay safe. If you need somebody to talk to, hit up Mike or I. We're, we'll be happy just to uh, engage in some conversation um, and like in what I like to call quarantine tweeting, um, which is just starting conversations or starting Twitter wars just for the hell of it. Okay. That's Noah Rubin. I'm Mike Cation. Have a great week. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at NoahRubin33, at MikeCTennis, and at Behind the Racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you Behind the Racket.